What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I'm Turner, and I'm in the studio with Jessica. What's up, Jessica? Hey, guys. <laughs> episode number 159. This is going to be a great one. Let's just jump right into it. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Yes, you are. Still so weird that that is so slow to me. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I still I can't listen to podcasts on like super high speed like that. My brain just doesn't function that way. I did too many drugs. If um, you all haven't heard, I always listen to my podcast double time and that music goes a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to listen to it in double time just to see what it would sound like. And it just sounds so off to me. Like I can't. <laughs> Oh, we have a great episode. We we have a special guest on. Her name is Mia. And if you are on Instagram, you can find her. I used to be a psychic at Instagram. And um, I kind of ran into Mia based on, um, you know, let me start over. There are a lot of people who are coming out of the new age, praise God, um, lately. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of them are well known on Instagram and different social media platforms. And they're definitely bringing glory to the Lord. And they're, you know, in their own way, they're exposing the dark deeds of the new age. But one of the things about Mia that I really appreciate, and I didn't say this to you earlier, but I do, is that she always goes back to God's word. And that seems to be her anchor for, um, you know, all of what she's doing uh, with, in terms of like how she's ministering online and, and those type of things. And, you know, there's so much wackiness right now on in the truth or, you know, I'm holding up the air quotes, you know, truth or community. Um, and sometimes it feels to me like there's a an attempt to out weird uh, whatever the next person is doing in, based on what they're talking about. And one of the goals on this podcast that we've always had is that we were going to take those things that seem to be fringe and out there, and we were going to anchor them within biblical truth so that we can make sense of them. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's one of the things I really appreciate about, appreciate about you, Mia, is that you you always seem to bring it right back to the Word, and it's not some sensational thing. Um but what is sensational is the way that you got saved. And so <laughs> I want to welcome you to the podcast and I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. And then I want to, I want to hear your testimony. We've talked a little bit about this. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Um, really excited. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and I'm just <laughs> glad that it finally worked out. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So for obviously those who don't know me, um, I was a psychic and energy healer, um, really into the whole new age movement for several years, uh, close to five. And it's funny because it started so like innocently <laughs> and so harmless, uh, got into like meditation, you know, crystals, everybody wants, you know, rose quartz and amethyst. And they think that these crystals have all this metaphysical power. And I bought right into that. And, you know, how I kind of got into this to begin with, um, 
was from doing drugs. I mm. went to music festivals a lot, uh, you know, like to go to raves and, you know, music festivals in the woods and psychedelic drugs. And, you know, it was kind of just something I did occasionally when there was a music festival. It wasn't like I was heavy into drug use, but um, it opened up the doorways to the demonic. And I didn't know that at the time. I wasn't aware of it. Uh, I was kind of an atheist or agnostic before that. But all of a sudden, you know, I do some drugs and I'm like, oh, my goodness, there's so much more to the universe than, than we realize. And of course, it's not to God. It's like the universe, right? Because that's the new age God. And um, I started realizing that I could hear spirits and channel the universe and started feeling energies. And so when I, you know, had this experience, that's when I got into the meditation and trying to open up my third eye and uh, raise my consciousness and raise my vibration. You guys just did an episode on uh, like vibrations and <laughs> I was listening to it like, yep, yep, I did all that. And, um, you know, it seems like it's such a harmless thing. Oh, you're just trying to become a better person and, uh, you know, spread more love and light and raise your vibration. And it's very, uh, it's very simple to begin with. And then it just kind of snowballs quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it started with meditation crystals and it was like, oh, I need to do Reiki. And then I, you know, became a Reiki practitioner and then I need to become a Reiki master And then, you know, I met somebody and they were like, oh, you're really gifted. You're a medium. You need to learn to do mediumship. And then I bought some books on mediumship and then I started meditating even more. But this time with the purpose to hear deceased loved ones. So I thought Mm. and uh, then it was like, oh, now I need to learn how to channel intergalactic beings and (laughs) aliens and, uh, you know, beings from different star systems and Pleiadians Mm -hmm. and Arturians and you know, all these different things. And so then I was like a galactic starseed channel. And then I was like, oh, I'm from Orion. And it sounds so wacky looking back on it. But, um, you know, it happens so slowly that you don't realize what you're actually getting involved in. And so then I started channeling full time. Pretty much I was doing psychic readings. I was doing energy healing. I was a psychic healer. Then I got into past life readings and the Akashic Records which is like this so-called energetic library, you know, air quotes, because it's like such um, a deception, but the energetic library in the sky that holds all of the information of all of your so-called past lives. And, you know, I believe that I was all these different people in past lives and like this goddess Isis from Egypt and Cleopatra and Mary Magdalene and, you know, like thousands of other new agers who aren't connected all over the world and somehow all think that they're the same people, um, <laughs> which I didn't find out till I was out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I got involved with this uh, spiritual teacher who believed that she was actually God. <laughs> she was she was uh, God incarnate on the planet, and that what? she created everything. Oh yeah, oh I didn't share this in my um, in my other testimony. <laughs> I was too new out of it, and I was scared of her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she actually believed that she's God, and all the people in her like inner circle that I was in. Um, she told us that we were like angels and then we channeled it. So we all believed that it was true and that we had all these past lives. Like one person was Jesus in a past life. Another person was Buddha and like Shiva and like all these different things. And this woman still believes that she's God. I'm pretty sure source energy as she oh calls my. herself. Um, it's wild. It's wild. Um, honestly, I still can't believe that I lived it. <laughs> um, and so I was very, very 
close knit into that kind of world for a really long time. And these are my close friends. And, you know, when you, the, pro, the thing with the new age is it's very tangible because you're getting information from demons. Like, obviously, I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. um, everything I believed was real because my friends were also channeling the same information. Yeah, you know, same mm-hmm. demons, same information. So you mm-hmm. think that it's all super accurate and that you're so accurate because you're getting this information other people are getting. And so it builds up this almost like ego of... Mm-hmm you have all this esoteric knowledge and all of this hidden truth that other people don't have. But at the time I didn't feel like that. I'm like, Oh, I'm helping source energy. And like, I'm helping my spiritual mentor with her, like all of this behind the scenes, spiritual work and all this stuff that I thought and channeling angels and archangels and mm. thought that I was an angel myself from a past life. And, um, so yeah, I was really wrapped, <laughs> wrapped mm. up in it in a huge way. And, uh, all that came crashing down on April 5th of last year. Um, my husband and I had just sold our house. We were going to go move to maybe Mexico or Costa Rica, like the typical new agers. Um, we were looking at Tulum, you know, all the places. Um, <laughs> and we were going to live on our laptops. Um, I had just retired from my full-time job of doing nails for like 16 years. And um, we were planning on just kind of living that freedom lifestyle. You know, we, we were engaged. Uh, we were just going to get married on a beach. Didn't really have any meaning to us. It was just kind of like something to do because you just get married when you've been together for a while mm-hmm. and, um, we didn't want kids or anything. And so we were like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go live down there part of the time, live in Canada part of the time. That's where I live in Alberta. Um, and so, I was like teaching psychic development, doing readings, coaching people, like so much stuff all at once in this new age uh, movement. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to go all in. So I found this spiritual or not spiritual teacher. I found this uh, business coach online and she was having a seminar on how to grow your business and how to like properly market yourself and create like packages and retreats. And my (laughs) husband was actually doing a breath work certification and um, because he had wanted to kind of be part of that world as well. And he was hoping to move into that with me and we could kind of host retreats together, you know, and do that whole thing. And so I decided to fly down to San Diego for this business conference with this woman. Um, and when I was there, uh, the Lord basically pulled the veil off for me when I'm like on day two of this business conference, sitting in like the fifth row dead center, and he just lifts up the veil and shows me everyone that I'm communicating with, shows me everything I'm doing is against him, that I'm not actually channeling God like I thought. I'm channeling Satan, pretending to be God. Um, right, hold on. The source energy. <laughs> yeah, ask a question. <laughs> I got to ask you a question. So is this a Christian thing that you're at or is like what, um, what spurred that on? I'm going to say loosely. Um, the only thing – so basically – what happened was the lady who was running it is a Christian ish. <laughs> um, I don't follow her anymore because I know that she mixes in a lot of like, she's very, she's prosperity gospel. Gotcha. Um, huge, But I mean, that would have worked for me in that stage. So the Lord works through everybody. Like, I just want to say how incredible mm-hmm. it is, how he literally so is so sovereign that he works through all ministries, whether they mm-hmm. are fully truth or kind of <laughs> wacky. Um, it wasn't a Christian event. Uh, she just was a Christian, she said, and she was talking a little bit about 
um, her own experiences and people were like asking questions like, um, in the, in the audience, like, so how do you incorporate your faith into your business? And like weird questions like that. And I was getting kind of triggered, like, why are they asking questions like this? I'm here for a business conference. (laughs) And there were a lot of shamans there and there was a lot of like healers and a lot of new age people there as well. Hmm. Um, but she had mentioned something very casually and passing about the devil. And I had this thought for a second, like I paused and I was like, the devil, the devil's gone because I believe that my spiritual teacher told me that she had transmuted the devil and sent (laughs) him back to source energy and that he doesn't exist anymore. And she did away with him. And I was with her when this supposedly happened. So like I believed it for a long time. Um, Very. And so, I mean, they always say that the greatest uh, lie that the devil has convinced people of is that he doesn't exist. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, she just had casually said something about the devil. And I kind of like in my head mocked and was like, the devil, ha ha, silly. Like he doesn't exist anymore. And in that moment, that's when God like lifted the veil up Mm. for me and was just like, actually, and then showed, (laughs) it was like, it was like a split second where everything was revealed to me. And my go-to was like, this is fear coming up. No, no, no. Like Mm. this can't be real. This has to be fear trying Mm. to breathe through it. And I had to get up and like leave the conference and Mm. go call my, my husband and, it wasn't, it wasn't fear coming up. It was the Lord pulling me out Mm. of deception. Um, thank you so much, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, but it happened so suddenly, like I flew down there, all our cards, so to speak in the new age, because that's, we believed I I did tarot readings and like all that stuff. So for us, we had every single thing into this new age business. Like we were, I was down there to grow it. I just retired three or four days before we flew down there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I call my husband and I'm like, I have to tell you something. Um, And this is actually part of the the testimony I have not shared publicly, like anywhere yet. All right, let's do it. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I called him and I was like, I need to tell you something because like there's been a secret our whole relationship. I wasn't allowed to tell him who my spiritual teacher was, you know, because she was supposedly God or source energy. And so there was all this secrecy. And every time I go over there, I was like, oh, I can't share with you. You need to find out who she is and then you'll be able to be part of it. And you'll be able to know what, like what the behind the scenes of the spiritual world stuff that we're dealing with is, which is so stupid, you know, to keep that from your partner. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's all part of things like emasculate the man plan, but that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and I called him and he's like, I told him everything that had happened and I was like, I just realized that she's not who she says she is and neither am I and I can't do this anymore. I need to close my business. And it was like five minutes later and I knew I was closing my business. Like Mm -hmm. it was an immediate conviction Mm -hmm. and um, he did not react how I thought he was going to. He was like, okay, totally get it. I will gather up all your stuff. I will put it in the spare room. Cause I was like, I can't have any of that stuff anywhere. Like at home, like I don't want to be around it. Cause I, my whole house was crystals and tarot cards and Oracle cards and books. And he was probably sick of it. Like, okay, I get to get rid of everything. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I'm I just wrote like 20 grand worth of stuff. Like, yeah, it, it was a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. some of the crystals I had were worth like a couple hundred dollars, few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I had the biggest collection of everything. I was the one the, who had to have every new deck of beautiful tarot cards that came out um, the second that they were released. And I had a bunch that weren't even opened yet. <laughs> like I saw um, some that like um, 
just at the store just randomly the other like they're just on shelf mm. they're, they're putting them everywhere now everywhere yeah i know and the one the one eye is everywhere too mm-hmm. like yeah it's so popular it's just mm-hmm. all that satanic agenda um so yeah i called him and i told him this that i was closing my business and everything and he was like so what's crazy is yesterday I finally followed the thought of why I don't want to find out who your spiritual teacher is. Cause I'm always bugging him. Like, why don't you just find out who she is? And I can tell you everything and I don't have to keep anything from you. And he's like, I've had the epiphany or realization that if you told me that she was God, I wouldn't believe it. And it would have torn our relationship apart. So that's why I never figured it out. And I just called him to be like, she, I believe that she's God for the last however many years and mm. it's all a lie. And God showed me the truth and she's like deceived. And so am I. And so yeah, he, the Lord literally worked on him at the exact same time. So when I called him the next day, he was like, all right, like, let's do this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know it's wild. Um, so yeah, I'm in San Diego by myself <laughs> when all this, uh, going down. And so I go back and I try to get the last couple hours of the conference and, um, I didn't eat that whole day. I didn't go to the bathroom that whole day. I was just like, my, my world was flipped upside down. I was trying to figure out what had happened. I had an encounter with the Lord. And so mm-hmm. at the same time as all this is happening, I'm feeling like so much darkness around me, but I'm feeling like this bliss mm-hmm. and this love for like everybody that I can't even explain, like all the strangers there. And I guess it's just the encounter with the Lord, like did that to me somehow. And um, so I get back to the hotel room that night, like, about two or three hours later and I open up the door and there's like a mirror as soon as you walk in like right next to the bed and I open up the door and I sit down on the bed and I look in the mirror for the very first time that day and as soon as my eyes hit the mirror my back arched and this is the craziest part my back arched and my hands went to like claws and um my spine like curved and I started hissing and growling at myself in the mirror Hmm. and And that moment I realized not only was everything I was doing against God, but I had allowed myself to become possessed by a demon, multiple demons. I wasn't sure, Mm -hmm. but it had complete control over my physical body. And it didn't realize, I don't think, like I've thought back about this a lot. I don't think it realized that it could be seen until Mm -hmm. I like looked in the mirror and then Mm -hmm. it attacked me. Like it was weird. The second I looked in the mirror, it was like I got immediately attacked and took my voice away wasn't able to speak. I tried calling my husband. So I was absolutely terrified in that moment. Mm. Um, and I couldn't even explain, like it was taking my voice away and like physically choking me. Mm. So what happened? How did you like get through that episode? Cause, um, cause you're still not saved, right? You're still kind no, of like, in I, this... I'm still, I'm still not saved. I'm kind of in this, um, it's like a lot. Like, I don't even know. It was kind of like this weird limbo phase of like knowing everything I was doing was demonic. And immediately, like I knew I was serving the true God, not this false God. Cause when I was in the new age, I had to realize I thought I was serving the God that created me. Like with my entire soul, my entire being, I thought my whole purpose was serving this God, the God that created me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I realized that I wasn't serving the God that created me, I was crushed, like absolutely devastated. I wanted to die. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I can't even believe like the the sorrow and like the the grief that I was mm. feeling or, like mm-hmm. actually doing something against the, my like the God that created me I was in shock um all I knew is that I had oh I missed one of the best parts of the whole story <laughs> <laughs> um 
on the walk back to, uh, from lunch break when I called my husband, um, because I was on the phone with him for like quite a while. And I called another friend who was part of that, like inner woo woo new age circle of mine to talk to her. And, um, on the walk back, I, it's, it's like San Diego, it's beautiful weather and, you know, palm trees and blue skies. And I just started hearing Bible verses in my head. And I like used to make fun of the Bible and laugh at it and think it was made up. And the Lord spoke and said, the Bible was written for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is crazy. And I had this knowing in like my being, I don't know how to explain it, that I needed to find Christians. They had to be Christian. They couldn't be um, any other religion. I had to find Christians and the Bible was real. And I didn't know what any of that meant yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) before I had gone back to the hotel room and saw the whole demon thing. So, Mm. um, I ended up chatting with the lady who was running the conference and telling her what happened because it's her conference. So I kind of wanted to share with her, like, this is what happened. And it's a crazy (laughs) story. And she's like, Oh, that's so great. Like, I'm so happy. Like Jesus has me now. And, (laughs) and I was like, I'm like, thank you. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. My life is currently upside down, but um, Mm -hmm. I know I'm at peace. Like it was a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And that night when I, you know, I follow her on Instagram and shared that I was at her conference and stuff. And um, I ended up messaging her and telling her that I like saw this demon looking out through my eyes. And she's like, oh, that's funny. I actually know a uh, woman who does deliverance. I'll give you her information. And I love, so I love how she's like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've got someone. Because- yeah, literally. <laughs> it was just like super. I got a contact. Right. <laughs> so it's I like- ended up reaching out to this um, woman who's this older, uh, older woman. Um, and uh, her assistant wrote back. It's like nighttime. And so her assistant wrote back and ended up having a great chat with her assistant. And she was just like, well, you need to listen to some Christian music and don't look in the mirror anymore. Um <laughs> And it was crazy. Every time that I, my eyes met the mirror, like this thing would just get furious. I guess mm-hmm. demons don't like being seen or something. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but it's wild. Like wow. I can't even. Was it, was it scary for you? Like, did you not want to look in the mirror? Oh, I did not want to look in the mirror because yeah. it was like the, it physically was taking control of my body. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when I got back home with my, my fiance at the time, um, like it was even worse. Like he had to cover all the mirrors in the house, like for mm-hmm. those few days, like leading wow. up to when I got prayed over. Um, but the, the guy lady, is a gem, by the way, like <laughs> my, my husband. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> no questions. I'm just going to cover all the mirrors. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to see this thing either, man. <laughs> I'm very blessed. Yeah. Um, it manifested a couple times to mm-hmm. him. And like, it was like, like hissing and growling and screaming at him and making sounds oh, I've never through, heard in my entire life. Through you. Mm-hmm. So through me. You were manifesting this I was demon doing it. at him. Yes. Yeah. Like clawing and growling and wow. Yeah. Wow. Like back arched and just like hunched over and um just like snarling. And it was like it was the craziest. It was like the way that it looked in my eyes was the scariest mm-hmm. thing. Like the reason I didn't want to look in the mirror, it would like squint my eyes and like make this really evil face like out mm-hmm. of my face <laughs> like, like the movies <laughs> like yeah like honestly um wow and i mean wow. that's why I, like, I, I i i see the movies just as being real like satan knows exactly what they look like totally mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and so i mean at this point like i'm not really saved yet and the reason that i say that is because like 
people are like, oh, well, you got saved immediately, but you know, you're saved by faith. I didn't have faith in Jesus yet. I didn't mm-hmm. know the gospel yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that night, interestingly enough, um, that night I had a shower um, and cried and bawled my eyes out and begged God for forgiveness. Wow. And like, this is still when I'm hearing God, like really clearly, because obviously he had to speak to me clearly to get me through that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And all I heard was him say, you're already forgiven when I was asking for forgiveness. And I didn't know what that meant yet because I didn't know the gospel yet. And uh, I didn't find out what that meant for like, I don't know, like a few days at least Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) until I actually like understood what that meant. Um, but I just listened to Christian music. I flew out that night at 4 a.m., thankfully. Um, I was only there for the two days for the conference. So I was on a plane at 4 a.m. I was terrified the plane was going to crash the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even going to make it home. Like, it was just such a dramatic experience. Mm-hmm. And Demon was like just planting all this fear and mm-hmm. like crazy thoughts in my mind. And I didn't want to be in public because I thought everyone could see the, you know, see it in mm-hmm. me. Um and it was just like a, a horrifying experience. So I got home and my husband had already had everything gathered up and put in the spare room, um, covered up all the mirrors for me. And I just remember, well, I was like, we can't sleep in the same bed anymore. Like I had an encounter <laughs> with God, like I'm so convicted on like all these things. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to sleep on the couch for now and <laughs> figure things out. Man. So those first, that first night I got back, I remember, I think I was up like half the night, just like on my knees, just crying and mm-hmm praying and just like, again, like I just kept weeping and like asking for forgiveness. Like I knew I was forgiven, but like, I just was Mm. so devastated. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think it's really interesting because like the enemy obviously tries to take the divinity away from Jesus in every false religion and every false form of Christianity, like, you know, LDS and Jehovah's Witnesses and, um, every single false religion, the divinity of Jesus is a main thing that's in question. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to do the exact same thing to me during this like time that I was going through. And I'm like, no, like the songs are all saying like Jesus. And I'm like, I know it's Jesus. And my heart, like I knew that Jesus was God logically because I had this experience in this encounter. I didn't like have a vision of Jesus or anything. Um, it was just like knowledge is the only way to explain it. Like he gave me like the knowledge that everything I was doing was evil. Um, and, um, I did have a vision of like who I was communicating with and the fact that it was all demonic and the LGBTQ community and the trans community. I was a really big advocate of that. And the Lord showed, that was actually one of the first things he showed me. Um, I was too scared to share that when I first recorded my testimony. Um, but he showed me that on that day as well. Like this is all part of Satan's agenda to, um, destroy the world and destroy reproduction. And he's going for the kids and he's actually planning on attacking all the children. And that's his whole purpose. And like, yeah, it was a lot of, um, like deep repentance on my part and accepting that like, what I, what I had experienced actually happened mm-hmm. because, you know, two days later after getting home, it's like the enemy starts being like, no, that didn't really happen. Or, mm-hmm. oh no, you were just, mm-hmm. you know, trying to confuse me. But it's funny. I told my husband, I'm like, I'm not eating until this demon is out of me. And I meant it. I didn't eat from the time I had the veil pulled off in San Diego until Saturday night at like 9 PM. So that was mm. Tuesday to Saturday. I didn't have one bite of food. I just drank water because the, the lady that I was chatting with was like, you need to be fasting. Right. Um, <laughs> you were, you, you like were get fasting. Rid of 
So I fasted. Yeah. <laughs> like five days, no problem. <laughs> but it was funny. I didn't even want food. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it was just like the Holy Spirit just took control and he was really just, he got me through it like in mm-hmm. such an incredible way. Um, and I just want to touch really quickly. Like I had a really profound experience of coming to Christ mm-hmm. and you don't need to have a profound experience of coming to Christ. Um, <laughs> for me, I believe that Christians were unevolved and low vibration and I loved them and I was just like I love them but you know they're just they're outdated and they just don't understand they're low vibration so they're not evolved enough into the 5d to like fully comprehend these advanced esoteric things that I know like that's just what we low vibe and over here yeah. <laughs> and so you know it I could have I never really heard the gospel, I don't think, but I don't know if I heard it. Like I probably would have just been like, okay, that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the Lord saves people how they need to be saved. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I needed a swift kick in the behind mm-hmm. and I needed the veil yanked off for me. Um, but I have had a lot of people like, you know, in my ministry reach out and be like, oh, well, like I haven't had an experience like this. Like how do I know that it's truth or how do I'm like, the word of God is like the only thing yeah. that we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my experience led me directly to the Bible. All I wanted to do was read the Bible. I was told the Bible was written for a reason. I had to go get a Bible. Um, I knew Christianity was true. It never made me question Christianity. Nothing mm-hmm. that I experienced, nothing that God told me, nothing that I was, you know, uh, brought through in that process led me away from the truth and I knew that it had to be biblically based or I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want Mm -hmm. anything that was extra. I didn't want anything that was, um, an addition to the word of God because it's a closed canon. And I kind of had that conviction like really, really early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to like put a little caveat in there because I have had people like compare their experience because they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, like God spoke to you. And it's like when I needed it. And then I went into like seven months of complete drought, spiritual Mm -hmm. going from like having all these sensations and feeling stuff all the time and having God speak to you and feeling his presence to like literally nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing for Mm -hmm. like months and months and months Mm -hmm. and months because that's what I needed. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed to know that we walk by, by faith and not by sight. And it just helped me get so grounded in the word and in truth. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add that in there quick. It's it's (laughs) kind of cool though, because I love how when you're talking about how God really introduced himself to you was through a really impactful spiritual way, like literally lifting the veil so that you could see. And it's kind of interesting because that was like you were steeped into this spiritual lifestyle. You know, he met you where you were at in that way. But then I love the second part of this is where you went into this drought after you completely surrendered your life to Christ (laughs) and, you know, you you commit your life to live for him and you trust in him for salvation. He's like, okay, let's see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so awesome because like, especially like the new age, you, you thrive off of experience. Like yeah. that's, that's where it's at. And so like to, to not have that and still like trust, you yeah. know, it's, that's incredible. I, that, I just love how he works. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. He's so good. Um, so uh, so faithful and just so loving. Like mm-hmm. he's so true to his word. He is so yeah. true to his word. And yeah. 
Oh, I just wish everybody could know that, you know. And that's and for it, he he knows what everybody needs. And that you say like um, you know, you were talking about how not every experience is like your experience and it's because he knows you. Mm-hmm. Like he knows mm-hmm. what each individual will need. Yeah. Amen, so true. Mm-hmm. So uh not to get off track, but what's up with this demon? Yeah, okay. what happened yeah. to the yeah, demon? Yeah, 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 sorry. Um <laughs> I got to know. So you know, throughout that those few days, I was uh, praying constantly. I had a couple calls with this um, this woman who did deliverance. Um, she lived in San Diego, and she's like, "I've never done it over Zoom, so I don't know, but I've done deliverance on lots of people um, because she's down in Hollywood." And she said, "There's a lot of like witches down there that have been mm-hmm. into like blood magic, and like they come from a long line of like family of like witches." And, you know, their families have been doing, like, sacrifices and blood Mm. rituals for, like, generations. And she said, I've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah. And um, so that's actually a really funny story. Hmm. Um, We just, I had an appointment booked with her for Friday. And I was kind of like, I'm just praying that this works. I don't really know anything at this Mm -hmm. point. We hadn't been to church yet. We were going to go to church on the weekend for the first time. And so point booked for like four o'clock on Friday and I'm just like, I want to go for a drive. And so my husband's like, okay, so he gets on the highway and he starts driving south and he's like, where do you want to go? And I couldn't talk. Like one of those times mm-hmm. that the demon like choked me out and I wasn't mm-hmm. able to speak wow. and it literally was taking my voice like, and not even just taking my voice, like also stopping me from like being able to text or like, I can't explain it. It's just such a wild mm-hmm. thing to go through. Um, you know, they, it says that in the Bible that demons did that and, and yeah. you know, contorted people's bodies mm-hmm. and like um, took their voices away. And it's real. Like that stuff's real. People that think that mm-hmm. demons aren't real, they're very real. Well, um, it's interesting you say that because like I've, I bring up um, this kind of stuff. Sometimes it, it freaks people out a lot, but um, I've had, before I, I, I told you all about how um, I've dealt with demonic stuff, especially through my teens. And I had the issue with this, what they call, what science calls sleep paralysis, where I couldn't talk. Um, I couldn't yell out. Like I felt pressure on my chest. Like that's what they do. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's their thing. Um, I actually grew is, up with that. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I started having that when I was, like, mm-hmm. I think three or four was the first time I remember it happening. We yeah. called it the old hag where I'm from um, on the mm-hmm. East Coast, and it's just, oh. like, really common there. The old hag. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so it is real stuff, and um, there's much more spiritual reasoning than science reasoning. <laughs> yeah. Like, this stuff is real, y'all. It's so real. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, uh, we're driving and my husband like pulls over an Ikea parking lot and I managed to grab my phone and text him. He's like, where do you want to go? And I was just like, I can't talk. So I managed mm-hmm. to force myself yeah. to text him and be like, I think we're going to your grandparents. So his grandparents were Christian. Um, and I always felt really uncomfortable in their house, which is just really funny <laughs> to add that, um, for the years that we dated before I got saved. And, um, you know, we don't ever go there randomly. Like we've actually never gone there rather than like Easter or birthday or Christmas type type thing. And, uh, I'm like, I think you're driving there. And he's like, okay. 
And so he calls, he's like, do you want me to call them? And I kind of like managed to nod a little bit. And uh, so he calls his grandpa and he's like, hey, we're going to come over. And um, so we go over there and I like, I walked into their house and this is so crazy, but I just started like burning up. Like I was so hot and like they've been Christians their entire lives. She always gives us like little, you know, the our daily bread every like season and has the little like scripture cards that, for place settings and stuff. Like they're so mm-hmm. sweet. Um, they're the only Christians we knew. His mom wasn't Christian at the time or any of his, mm-hmm. his other family or anything. Um, and so we decided to go there and, you know, the deliverance is scheduled for like four. This is maybe like 12 or one o'clock. And we ended up going there and. Um, Justin started explaining things to his grandpa. And then when we were in their house, oddly enough, I was able to talk again um, a little bit, but not fully. And I remember like, I, it wouldn't let me like look his grandpa in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like looking around and like looking down at the floor and like, it would not let me look his grandpa in the eyes. And his grandpa's like, so sweet. You know, he's like, yeah, I think there's definitely something off with you. <laughs> oh, you don't say. Just a little thing. <laughs> right. And, um, and then his grandma gets home, she was out running errands and that's like the lady calls like early. She calls like an hour early. Mm. And she's like, hey, like, I'm done early. Like, can you do it now? And I was like, no, like, I most definitely cannot do this. And his grandparents has in front of his grandparents. Um, but, you know, like their house is full of Bibles and they're mm-hmm. like praying constantly and they're Bible believing Christians. And I guess that's where God wanted us to be, because <laughs> that is where she ended up praying um, over me. And, you know, I'd never had a deliverance. And I, there's a lot of deliverance ministries online that mm-hmm. I don't agree with. Yeah, that's a whole other topic for a different podcast. (laughs) But um, he does have a time and a place. And, you know, the the unbeliever who is possessed by a demon from being in witchcraft is the time and the place. And Mm so um, realistically, any Christian could have prayed over me. And yeah. commanded the demon to leave. I didn't know any of that yet. We didn't need a four o'clock appointment to get a demon out. I did, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, she knew the right things to say. She, she was like, you know, you got to let go of any unforgiveness that you're holding on to. Anything that the, the enemy is going to kind of keep grasp over you and just give it all to the Lord and profess your faith in Jesus. And, um, you know, kind of commanded the demon to leave in mm-hmm. Jesus name kind of thing. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like most of the ones that you see online, like it was actually pretty biblical for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, minus the fact that she was a woman, bless her, but, um, she's a woman pastor, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> she's, a, she was a lovely woman and mm-hmm. it mostly left me. Um, I say mostly cause it was still connected to my shoulder and I could just feel it. It was like grabbing mm-hmm. a hole in my shoulder, oh, but right. I gained, gained the ability to like, I felt myself mostly again, mm-hmm. but I looked at my husband and I was like, it's still attached to my shoulder. Like mm-hmm. it will not leave completely. Um, but I vowed I wasn't eating until it was gone. And so sure enough, I didn't. And we went to church the next day, um, just to a local church. And at the end, they prayed over me Mm. and I felt that it was gone after they prayed over me. And I, I really think that it was a combination of a couple different things. I think me just realizing like the power of Jesus name and Mm -hmm. that like it helped me to have more faith in him. Yeah. Um, I don't know the definitive moment that I got saved. Like I kind of think that it could have been when I was in the shower, when I was crying in San Diego, like after that, um, or it could have been that, that night in church after I, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly the moment. Yeah. Um, but 
I know that my faith also really contributed to just trusting that it was gone. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't praying. I wasn't eating until it was gone. And that night I was like, all right, we're going to go to the store and eat. And the funniest <laughs> part about that is that when I was in the new age, I wasn't allowed to have meat and I wasn't allowed to have dairy and I wasn't oh, no. allowed to have corn and, you know, cause those are low vibration foods. So I went and I got nacho chips and salami and like <laughs> meat. Yes. And cheese. Yeah. (laughs) Every single thing I wasn't allowed to eat in the new age. And I'm like, this is my big, you know, like, screw you to my (laughs) Okay, this is my favorite part. Everything I wasn't allowed to eat. You were eating like a college dude. Literally. Well, it was fancy meat and cheese, but. Yeah. That's awesome. You know something? Um, So then the demon was gone and and, uh, we went to, we went to church we went to church that night. We went to church the next morning on Sunday to a different church. Um, and that next morning we went to the church just about an hour from where we lived. It's kind of a sister church. They own, they're the same kind of company. And my husband got saved at that church. So just, mm-hmm. just five days after wow. or six days after I got saved, he, he gave his life to Jesus. So was he like, since, was he like, obviously he's seen you and you're going through all of these, you know, emotions and all of these things and Mm -hmm. God was just beginning to stir in his heart during that same time period. Is that what what you were expecting? Yeah, definitely. And like, just the fact that the day before I called him to tell him like what had happened in San Diego, he had that like epiphany and it was just like this weird thought and he's like, it didn't feel like it came from me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then, you know, seeing the demon, I guess, manifest in me and also seeing like my heart change. Like when I got back, I was just like really like quiet and submissive to him. Like Mm -hmm. even though I was like fighting this demon, there was moments when the demon wasn't taking as much control of me. It was only when I was like trying to read the Bible or trying to do something that would get it out, you know, but just sitting at home, it wasn't as bad. It kind of just reacted whenever it wanted to. So I was just being a lot different. And I was just really like, I'm so sorry for being this way. And I'm sorry for being this way. <laughs> you know, he yeah. just saw like a really big change and he was like, I don't know what's going on, but I know that it's true. And yeah, I started reading, we went about Bibles um, that week and I was reading like Psalm 91 and Psalm 23, mm. um, you know, over and over and just feeling like, cause that's all someone told me, the lady told me read Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 every single day. And, just to get you going, to give you, mm-hmm. make you feel safe. And I was like, okay, that's all I know what to do. So that's all I'm going to do. So I had those pretty much memorized. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my husband just, you know, saw the fact that this demon got prayed out of me, you know, because of Jesus and just how God led us to the grandparents' house. And yeah. um, it was just impossible to deny how he was working. So I think it just, his heart was ready for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can totally relate with you too when you talk about like, I don't know the exact moment that I was saved, um, but I know I was saved. Um, Mm -hmm. Similarly, you know, I had no experience with God. I wasn't into the new age at all, but I was completely secular and just a heathen and uh, addicted to drugs and sex and other things. And I went to a small group. They laid hands on me. My girlfriend was supposed to meet me there and she ditched. And so I was by myself. And they laid hands on me and prayed, prayed over me. And when they were praying for me, I just had this spiritual encounter. And it was exactly like Acts chapter, what, nine, when Paul sees the, 
the <laughs> light, I literally saw a light. Like eyes were closed, weeping, and I felt a million pounds from inside me leave, just leave mm-hmm. my body. And at that moment, I was awakened to the reality of not only the existence of God, but the love of God, because I had never, mm-hmm. never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And it was like maybe a week later, I was reading in John because this girl gave me a Bible when I was there, and she had put the little, like, uh, you know, the the marker in John. She's like, just yeah. read from where I put the marker. I'm like, okay, cool. So I get to John <laughs> three, and it says, "Unless you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven." And that I was like, my heart was torn at that. So the the living word convicted me, and so then I called oh, her, like, yeah. you know, hey. So I mean. I remember thinking like, well, what would happen if I would have died between that Wednesday night and whenever it was that I read that John verse would, you know, would I have made it to heaven? And I fully believe I would have made it to heaven because. Yeah, I I agree. I was a new creation, like literally like the next day, no drugs, broke up with my girl. Like there was mm-hmm. a different person, like, and it was beyond my own abilities. You know, I think that's just like the evidence right there of that salvational moment. I think like, for me, that's why, I, like, it's such, a, it's such a funny thing because I just knew that I had truth and I knew that I had to repent yeah. and then I repented and then he changed me instantly and I all of a sudden was convicted in things. So I don't know if that can happen unless you are saved. Like, I think that yes. there's like mm-hmm. this moment of, you know, we're, our works are the, you know, the fruit of our salvation and the evidence of our salvation and the faith of that works is dead. And they also can't be apart from each other. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it says I think that, for me, like I had that immediately. Yeah. And the faith kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Well, thank and God. Grow. Thank God it's a mustard seed of faith is all it takes. Because, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you, true. I believed it. I believed it. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything <laughs> else, you know, and uh, and God just let it grow and kept nurturing me. And it's just amazing how that mm-hmm. works. And for you, I'm just blown away just the grace of the Lord over your life, how you were experiencing these things. Obviously, they're terrifying at some level, but mm-hmm. yet you just kept pushing towards God and believing on the Lord. And I, I just love that. Like That's just mm-hmm. so Him, you know? Yeah. Um, when you, because you, when did you guys get married in this? Um, August 17th of last year. So he was already saved yeah, at that point. And then, and how long we planned. So we weren't planning on getting married um, mm-hmm. yet. We had no like date set. Uh, but when we got saved, we were like, okay. I was like, we, so he slept on the couch for a couple nights, but I was really scared because mm-hmm. I was still dealing with the demon. So then he actually like took our king size bed and moved it over in our bedroom and took the queen size <laughs> bed from our spare room <laughs> and then dragged it in and put it on the floor <laughs> so that we could like, because I was so convicted and like he didn't know what was yeah. right. He didn't want to like let God down either. Yeah, so I'd we be were like scared in my bedroom by myself. Not even sleeping in the same bed, but we were sleeping like next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like hugging my Bible and stuff. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I like, slept with my Bible every single night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we decided to, like we're already engaged. And then when he got saved, we got baptized. Uh, I think it was like maybe April 26th or 27th. Mm-hmm. So not long after, like less than maybe three weeks afterwards we were baptized. Um, I would have done it the next day. Like I was ready to give my mm-hmm. life to Jesus. I was like, there's nothing stopping me from dedicating <laughs> my whole life to Jesus. Um, but yeah, we planned it 
in like three months. We got married on August 17th and it was just a quick planning. Um, I don't know how I managed to pull off a full wedding and planned it. I mean, I didn't have a job anymore because I just retired from my full-time job. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, um, I closed my psychic healing business and, um, we had thankfully sold our house and had money from that. <laughs> so we were kind of like living off that, but, um, we planned a wedding really quickly and, you know, we wouldn't have been able to afford to have a wedding, but you know, we had money from selling our house and we made money on our home. Mm-hmm. So I think God just, it's actually even funny, like thinking back, I've kind of talked to my husband about this. When we decided to sell our house, like God works way before we realize, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like mm-hmm. he just started working that day in April <laughs> when I was at the conference, you know, when we decided to sell our house, I tried to channel why we had to sell our house. I had this feeling come over me. We need to sell our house and we need to sell it now. It was in February of last year. And we just finished renovating it. Like it was like our house. Like we were like, mm-hmm. why would we sell it? And I was like, we need to sell our house right now. I told my husband and, and you know, he's very lovely. And he was like, okay, I trust you. Like if that's what you think we should do and you know, we can make money on it. Like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I lived five minutes away from my spiritual teacher, that one that I was super wrapped up in, um, in like a God. different city. Um, and I lived like te- like our little like friend group all lived right next to each other. And um, so it's just so fascinating how I wasn't going to have an income. God was like, yeah, we're going to sell your house, give you another house. You'll be able to buy another house and also have money to plan a wedding <laughs> and you won't have to worry for that season and you'll be able to plan the wedding and study the Bible every single day, not be on social media, not have any distractions. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened. Like he was just providing Mm -hmm. for us as his new children. And it's just so incredible. That's awesome. It's amazing. Um, so I had, I had a few questions. I know Turner probably does too, but, um, so with this, cause self-proclaimed God, that, that, <laughs> the that <woman>. mentor, the <laughs> woman. Yeah. So, cause I've heard of new age people, like even having visions over like moments where they're like up with the aliens and Jesus walks in and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also know that like new age is a very, um, a range of beliefs. Um, <laughs> cherry picked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So what did y'all believe, like, like the girl that thought she was God, what did she think Jesus was? Because y'all didn't believe in scripture. He was just a soul. Okay. So we called like people who were, um, like not as spiritually evolved or weren't angels or archangels or any of these things that we believe that we were, um, or other gods, um, they were just souls. So Jesus Mm -hmm. was just a soul who only had one lifetime. And Mm -hmm. so he believed that he had only had that one lifetime and that this was his second lifetime. And, uh, she treated him really poorly, actually like this guy in our group, he was like such a nice guy. So technically Um, there was a second coming. (laughs) 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 The Bible's true. (laughs) There's so many people who think that they're Jesus. Um, (laughs) He say so, he, yeah, he did say she, that. She actually wrote a couple books on it, uh, oddly enough. So wow. um, now she hasn't shared that she believes that she's God because okay. then people would think that she was crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, she basically 
started dating this guy who was a channeler when she was getting really into her own new age path. And she, he had channeled that she was God. And then he's like, you need to ask who you are. And then she channeled, uh, I am. And mm. her thing is her thing. And then she's like, oh, and then I, so Satan basically just used the fact that she's a narcissist and right. yeah. was like, oh, this is a perfect candidate. We're just going to make her think she's got and have this huge following. And she's a massive following and teaches so many people, um, you know, Reiki and Akashic Records and all these different things. And mm-hmm. um, so interestingly enough, I don't know what the other people all still believe. I mean, I've been very public with mine. She mm-hmm. shared when I called her to say, Hey, like I need to talk to you. Like I was her best friend. And I was mm-hmm. like, what you are doing? Like, you're not who you think you are. Like mm-hmm. I'm not who I thought I was. Like we've been deceived. And she's she still alive. Like, mocked. Yeah. <laughs> she mocked me and hung up. Um, no, man. And made a Facebook post saying that I had had a psychotic breakdown and that anything that I, uh, any, anything anyone heard from me, to be aware because uh, oh, wow. I had lost my mind basically because she didn't want her reputation ruined, right? Oh, uh-huh. So she doesn't, bl- so she's just God as just God, not God of so, the Bible. Or- no, so that's really funny how Satan has a counterfeit for everything. So like mm-hmm. she believed that she was source energy made up of three. So the whole Trinity, I never had any problem digesting because I already <laughs> believed God was three. Um, but her belief was that she was alpha, which is masculine energy and omega, which is feminine energy and multiverse, which is like the computer aspect that like runs everything. So think oh synchronistically. Mm-hmm. So she believed that she was three different aspects. She called it mm-hmm. of God and, um, every now and then she would like present herself in a more masculine or like, it was just the demons that were, she was, that were like had taken over her basically. Um, you know, it was crazy because she like believed that her soul was gone and that she had to give it like, that she had to fully merge into her God self and that she wasn't going to die and that she was going to be eternal. And she had like evolved to like 13 D and nobody else on the planet had. And it just like, yeah, I know. Trust, trust me. It's, It's so crazy. But it, it's really sad because like this woman was like my family, you know, like yeah. we, we did every holiday together, like every single Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we were together. Mm. And, um, you know, every Friday or Saturday, we would be over there with her family and her son. And um, it's just really crazy to like not only like blue, like, you know, I didn't have any problem walking away from the money and the what lifestyle and the new age stuff. But when you lose the people that you care about as well, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, that's like a really hard part of it. And then, um, one of her other best friends I lost as well, cause she worked with her and they were really, really close mm-hmm. and they're all obviously really mad at me for saying what they're doing is demonic. So, yeah. Well, that's why people stay in cults. Like it's just, yeah. You want to belong, belong somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, she just had, she had a psychotic low frequency vibration episode. That's all. You know. <laughs> She's so low vibing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I just love Jesus and, and <laughs> right. reading Bible every day. Right. Um, so who is the universe? Sorry, Turner, you can pop in. I have a lot of questions. No. Yeah. Um, so the universe is also just a false Satan, basically. Like if anybody's mm-hmm. praising the universe or giving glory to the universe or, um, you well, know, who did, who, who the did universe. you think the universe was? Who did I think the universe? Um, not, I yeah. just thought it was the power that uh, had been emitted from source energy. Okay. Really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
So like, it was just like that energetic, like prana chi, like just mm-hmm. the power of the universe. But I believe that like, I would jokingly like thank the universe, but like, I didn't really piece together the fact mm-hmm. that like, I believe that she was God. And then I also believe that the universe, like I would thank the universe for things, even though I knew that she created the so-called universe in my, yeah. oh my life. Like, it's funny how blind I was to different things. Yeah. It's funny that, um, the, the Trinity doctrine is, um, being attacked more, more and more is like by self-proclaimed Christians. And it's, it's so crazy. Cause I've heard that before new agers, like completely understanding the Trinity because, of certain people they were mixed in with like no like so why would satan have that to mimic like if it wasn't because it's true yeah. <laughs> right. right like would why like, would that be a piece true thing <laughs> exactly so i jessica do you have any more questions i didn't want to cut you off there oh i i mean i have uh, other things but you can please go i'm gonna uh, yeah i've been talking the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so um Mess, just some insight on um, like darkness type things because I I know that um, I feel certain things like when things are off you know mm-hmm. like or there's you know there's this reel that was made it was like absolutely perfect that like there's just certain corners of the thrift store I won't walk by because. <laughs> There's some stuff, but, um, do you have, do you feel any of that at all when like, do you have any, any experience with that now as a Christian? Like, um, oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny, you know, I was kind of listening to your, the vibration podcast episode that you guys were doing and Mm -hmm. you know how like things are like low vibe and it's just, it's just terminology for like demonic versus not demonic. Mm-hmm. So we gotta kind of like think of it in like Christian terms because, you know, there are really dark things like when something comes on TV or if mm-hmm. there's a certain book in the thrift store, like I always go to the Christian bookstore and then every now and then they'll just be like a book. And I'm like, I got to pick this thing up with like my sleeve and like <laughs> throw it to the back of the section. I did it with a Joel Osteen book, actually, which is yeah. kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you go put that in a different It's like, section. live your best life now. And I'm like, what? Live your best life now? I'm like, no, my best life is going to be in heaven with God. Why would I want to? Like, okay, yeah. Joel. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's like you can really feel that darkness if you're, I guess, if you have that gift of discernment, I mean, the Holy Mm -hmm. spirit gives all of us different gifts and I don't think everybody has that, that gift of being able to recognize, um, a lot of Christians think that they can do yoga for instance. And that's just absolutely bonkers to me and that they can use the Enneagram, which is channeled by automatic writing, which is Mm -hmm. something that I taught. I did automatic writing. Most Mm -hmm. of my courses were done through automatic writing. Everything that I taught in my psychic development programs that I was teaching, yeah. It was all automatic writing, but which comes from demons and, you know, people are thinking that they can incorporate the Enneagram into churches, even though it's like been automatic written from demonic mm-hmm. force. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that some Christians sadly lack that gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of them don't even want to ask the Holy Spirit. They're not seeking it or desiring to have yeah. it. 
the other thing, because I believe that's something that's really available to everybody. I don't think God is going to withhold spiritual discernment from anybody who right. asks. Oh, he says, anybody asks for wisdom and understanding, I will give it to him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, so I, I, I have always struggled with like, um, I've been told multiple times I have the gift of discernment, but I've always, I've always kind of like, um, I've had my own process of like struggling with that. Cause I, I, ha- I went through yoga and I dabbled and that's where, that was where it started with me. Like, Oh, I'm just stretching. And, um, I joined a yoga studio and there was like Buddhas all over the place. And, (laughs) um, I'm like, this is fine. And (laughs) this is fine. um, Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like that burning emoji. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hot yoga too. So, (laughs) but, um, and then I started collecting, you know, stones and rocks and whatever and of course you, um, did, you open the doorway yeah and it just it's a slow fade and, you, and then um all of a sudden you're listening to um oprah talk about how she was healed by the sh- shaman guy a half a world away or whatever you know it's I did, and, yeah and you're thinking like healing is, stuff yeah like oh this is this is actually true it's like a it's a it's a slow fade of that like law of attraction i started um attracting like you know like I had my affirmations in the morning um and it was very much Christ consciousness at this point because I was a believer and I was like you know um I am I'm gonna have a six thousand dollar check in the mail today like that was that was what I said to myself (laughs) I taught manifesting too so I told yeah it was but it was like like of course because God would want you to have this like of course but and, and anyway so I got heavily into the Enneagram and um, that was, I, I was a psych major, so that was like big for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like the Q stuff started happening. I started dabbling and like trying to figure out all of that. And then I had, I said this in the other episode, but like I had my worst no, demonic experience after I looked into the Q stuff, but I feel like I have a more of a, like, um, sense of like how dark things are because I've like been there, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, like that feels like that. Like that was awful. And I don't want to, I don't want any part of that, you know? And so I'm wondering, like some Christians have just never dabbled, like <laughs> never yeah. been in it. And so they just have this, like, everything's fine. You know, <laughs> like I'll, I'll go to this Enneagram class at church because that matches. Well, the, the, that's the worst part for me is that when I see a church that offers yoga or I see a church that I was actually part of a church that wanted to teach through the Enneagram. And, um, you know, I just said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, you know? And that was before I even knew anything about it, like in terms of, you know, its roots and origins. Uh, it wasn't until after that I started looking into it. Cause I was like, well, cause they thought I was being a little bit, um, I don't know, religious or, whatever stuffy legalistic, yeah, yeah legalistic and i was like well because they were like well we can teach our congregation the enneagram and they'll be able to witness better because they'll understand <laughs> people and things and i'm like something's no let's teach them the gospel that that's the power of god to on salvation like <laughs> why why do we need to teach them how to like be enneagram people mm-hmm. and and i just was like really upset um one thing I do know is that people are not asking for discernment. And if you don't believe that, just like like when I opened up, what I was saying, Mia, is that like I see a lot of these ex-New Agers and ex-psychics and people that were steeped in it. And I don't know if they have a lot of discernment because a lot of times they're 
they're globbing on to these things to expose stuff but it's easy to expose the stuff but mm-hmm. to me it's more of like do you see it do you see how these things are affecting and that was one of my my questions that I wanted to lead up to um, was what do you see creeping into the church today in terms of like these new age things because you know the Enneagram obviously yoga obviously those are two things that are there but like I've seen the law of attraction being practiced by Christians um I mean Jessica you kind of nailed the whole spectrum there (laughs) (laughs) and it's almost like they're safe or they feel safe Mm -hmm. um and you know people that are steeped in prosperity gospel probably are drawn to the law of attraction Mm-hmm. You know, they're basically like one in the same. Yeah. I mean, I know it's right away. Um, you know, people like Kenneth Copeland and uh, he's a scary dude. <laughs> I can't yes. even look in his. I cannot yeah. look if if you look in his eyes and you do mm-hmm. not see demons, you need to pray for discernment if you're a Christian. Like I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah. Like I am dead mm-hmm. serious on that because yeah. that man is, is not a man of God. And mm-hmm. um you know, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing mm-hmm. and, you know, people like Joyce Meyer mm-hmm. and Ken, uh, uh, Joel Osteen and yeah. uh, Bill Johnson. Don't mm-hmm. even get me started on Bill Johnson. Um, and, you know, the older people like Benny Hinn and all that, like there's so mm-hmm. many that it's just absolutely wild to me how people can get so caught up. But the thing is that even Christians are going to get fall into the same trap that new agers fall into. Mm-hmm. People are seeking a spiritual experience and they're always going to fall mm-hmm. prey for what is tangible and what is real in their eyes. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's all about feelings. And what I see really in the, the church now is that people are trying to be more based on feelings than they are on truth. And mm-hmm. when, when it comes down to it, you know, there's only one truth. And yeah. I think yeah. that a lot of people nowadays are trying to really just have their own truth and, oh, well, I believe in this, but I don't believe in this part of the Bible. Well, then you're not, you're not believing in the Bible because the Bible mm-hmm. is the inherent, infallible word of God. And that's final. And, um, you know, people, the biggest thing I'm really noticing, I've talked to so many people and, you know, I have people DMing me all the time, mm-hmm. uh, stories and questions and, you know, maybe some snarky remarks, <laughs> And, um, (laughs) it's really, it's really fascinating how defensive I see Christians getting over Mm -hmm. these false doctrines and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, things like demonic music and why we shouldn't be listening to, you know, Taylor Swift is a whole thing. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, she practices witchcraft and, um, people just, they get savage over her Christians mm-hmm. and Christian, you know, in defense, why would that ever happen? Why would you ever lash out to another brother or sister, mm-hmm. you know, for something of the world? And same yeah. thing with yoga, you bring up yoga and how it's demonic in uh, like any time I've shared it in my story or um, my page. And it's just the influx of messages talking about why I'm wrong and mm. how I'm oh, they're so offended by the, oh, so the offended, yoga thing. But it's, yeah. it's the, you know, I don't believe that believers can be possessed by demons, but I sure believe that they can be afflicted and oppressed and be controlled and manipulated by demons because they've decided to open up doorways to the demonic. Mm -hmm. And um, I think people are kind of oblivious to that. Like Mm -hmm. we were kind of saying with like the, the lack of seeking discernment because people want to be blissfully happy. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that there is sadly a lot of, 
people, um, you know, Christians today that are going to get to the end, you know, professing Christians, I should say, um, that are going to get to the end of their life and be like, Mm -hmm. Lord, Lord. And Jesus is going to be like, no, (laughs) you, Mm -hmm. you did not, you're not a Christian. You believe, you know, you believe the world and you believe the lies. And, you know, especially, you know, churches like Bethel music is huge. I did an episode, um, on my podcast with Holly Pivik, who wrote a book called Counterfeit Kingdom with Doug Guybet. Mm-hmm. And um, we were chatting a little bit, which is actually really interesting because um, it was a great conversation. But even our, my conversation with Holly, like I don't think that she realized that everything I was doing was real because, you know, and all the demonic was real because she said something in the episode that I kind of reflected on later. It's like, well, you know, they read people and that's how they, they get the information. They're just doing like these reading, like they yeah. read people's expressions. And I'm like, I realized afterwards what she had said. And I'm like, my Demons eyes were closed in every single one of my, my eyes were closed in every single one of my psychic reading sessions. I would close my mm-hmm. eyes and tune in, you know, and, yeah. and channel the demons. But like, Bethel itself, like is their doctrine is one of the most dangerous because their music is so popular now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole NAR movement as a whole is I'm seeing creeping into a lot of regular mainstream churches, yeah. which is one of the most dangerous things because it, it's almost like they say, if you don't, it's not happening. If you're not having a miracle in your life, it's because you don't have enough faith. And mm-hmm. that's really damaging to somebody who, you know, maybe their kid has cancer and they're struggling or, mm-hmm. you know, people have things that they go through that are absolutely gut wrenching in their life. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they don't have enough faith. It's because it's God's plan yes. for their yes. life. And we don't know why things yes. happen, but he's sovereign and it's, it's his will. And we don't yeah. know why he does things. Yeah. yeah. I have a, we have the, my whole story on one of the episodes, I forget. Turner's always good with the numbers of what episode <laughs> did I talk about NAR on? Um, but we have a, I went through my story with all of that because I need to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I mean, face, I was, Bill Johnson, I didn't know who he was. I went to the convention, he was there, Heidi Baker, and um, mm-hmm. he told me to fast from my Bible, and I'm like this New York yeah, and what do you um, mean? just to listen to him, mm-hmm. just to fast, because he's, you know, he's an apostle, so he's the word of God, or wait, was he apostle or fast yeah, from your he's, Bible? Bill Johnson's yeah. the apostle of the Bethel. And Chris, you know, Chris Guy is the prophet. Oh, Chris Valentin, yeah. Yeah. The false prophet. The false prophet um, who gets things ep- wrong, episode but still one, a power Episode 152, for anybody that wants okay. to go listen to that one. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I also, yeah, so it's, anyway, so not going on the whole story here, but like going in, coming into the South because we moved, I had that experience in Southern California as a newer Christian, went to Oregon and we got mixed up with um, like a Christian company that, and we saw the, the same things there. And we're like, wait, this is the same stuff that I was dealing with in Southern California. Like it's here. And then we moved to the South and it's like trickled, like little, I, I wouldn't say like, there's a few churches, which one of them we we got involved in and didn't realize and like left. Um, that was like doing Bible studies with the Chris Chris guy. I always don't know how to say his last name, um, but the false prophet. So we're like, oh, we have to go. Um, <laughs> the false. But it, yeah, but they were. It. it was like sprinkled. Like I'd say, all the churches are basically sprinkled with nar. Like they're not like. Oh yeah, Bethel. But like, oh, we'll we'll just you know play its music. Or, um, 
ha- like they're adopting the verbiage, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't, they, I don't generally think that most of them even know what they're doing or they don't. what they're saying. That's what I've noticed anyways, is mm-hmm. that the majority of them don't even realize like, they don't even know what neurotheology is mm-hmm. and they're not aware. I mean, I've tried to bring it up to the first church that we went to and got majorly shut down um, yeah. when I tried to bring it up. And it's just really interesting because it's in the music, which then becomes deeply ingrained in the beliefs and people just don't realize that they're singing it. And yeah, I mean, there's Hillsong songs like that. Elevation mm-hmm. is terrible um, as well. Uh, I think, I mean, Steve Furtick, his messages are getting worse and worse and worse. I see clips. I don't follow him, but I see clips from other Mm -hmm. people sharing. And I'm just like blown away because it's getting more and more about self-glorification, just Mm -hmm. like the new age. So the new age is about self-glorification and what the universe can do for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing in Christianity, it's about self-glorification and what magic genie Jesus can do for me. Mm -hmm. And that's not real. And that's not the Jesus of the Bible. And so the biggest problem is that people are following a false Jesus and a false Jesus cannot save. Mm -hmm. So if you're following a false Jesus and you think that Jesus is a magic genie and that you can just ask for whatever you want and you're going to get it. And, you know, you're going to listen to some prophet who basically does a psychic reading over a crowd Mm -hmm. and calls out random things and sees what sticks. Um, You're following people that are not biblically sound because Mm -hmm. no biblical prophet did that. Like I'm not, a cessationist, I decided, you know, after a year and a bit of <laughs> uh, being Christian. Mm-hmm. But I also don't believe that, um, like, I haven't encountered specifically a prophet who is giving, you know, valid words. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. Bible's closed, the canon of the Bible's closed. Right. And that, yeah. um, but I think that, you know, from my prayer on this so much, like, I think there's a difference between, like, a a biblical prophet and like maybe the gift of prophecy where the Lord speaks to you individually for your own life. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that there can be definitely some differences there, but I don't think that, you know, someone should be a so-called prophet for a church, like an apostle and where people are actually putting faith and stock in what they're saying. You know, if you're going to prophesy something and you're going to get it wrong Mm and people should immediately stop listening to you because the, the Bible says so. Yeah. And, that's one of the biggest new age things I'm seeing come in. Um, mm-hmm. There's, and I don't even mind name dropping. I'm just one of those people. Yeah. Not uh, afraid me too. <laughs> um, there's this prophet Lovey guy that people get real riled up over when I bring him up. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's such a false prophet. And the stuff that he says is so dark, but people that are Christian that are falling for these traps is because they're seeking something. They're not walking by faith, they're believing the lie of the enemy that they need something tangible and they need to hear this word and they're going to grasp on to the same things that I did when I was in the new age that sucked me into it. You know, this mm-hmm. belief that, oh, well, they spoke to me or they got something right. I got stuff right all the time. Mm-hmm. I was a psychic. I read people, <laughs> I told them stuff that happened to them when they were children. Mm-hmm. I told them stuff that was going to happen and it happened. Um, and you know, the devil doesn't know the future, but do you know why the stuff happened that I told them in the future? Because they made it happen. If you tell mm-hmm. somebody that they're going to meet a guy who has dark hair and green eyes, they're not going to date and they're going to keep swiping on the <laughs> until they right. meet, you know, the name that starts with a T with green eyes and brown hair. Like that's just yeah. how people work. And, you know, and I think that people underestimate the, um, 
the organization Satan has with his minions. Like, oh, it's a whole web. They, it's, a, it's a matrix of. They know the people in your life. They know the people around your life. Yeah. They like. They talk. They talk. <laughs> <laughs> they know every single thing that's happening. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that you know I didn't realize until I started reading the Bible of like how real everything I experienced when I was in the new age is. I wasn't imagining it. Some people leave the new age and they, I don't even know what happens to them, but they just all of a sudden assume everything that they did was, um, they imagined it. Um, mm-hmm. Lori yeah. Virtue was those, um, love um, her. Yeah. But she now believes that everything that she experienced was imagined because mm-hmm. she had some poor counsel, I believe, when she left the new age who mm-hmm. um, made her believe that everything that she experienced was like, how is that possible? She literally channeled angels. She wrote so many books. She didn't mm-hmm. man- imagine this stuff. You know, she didn't imagine her experience that, you the know, spiritual realm is through. so real. Like it's so says, tangible and so real. It's just, it's, it's more real than the life we're living. Like mm-hmm. it is. And, uh, I just wish that more Christians were willing to see that and willing mm-hmm. to like, I'll like, if you ask the veil to be pulled off, the Lord will pull the veil off for you. He will, but like, stop trying to live in the dark. Stop trying Mm -hmm. to live in the blindness. Stop trying to live in your masqueraded sin that you don't want. You know, it is sin to watch, you know, shows with witchcraft and whether you like it or not. And it is sin to listen to music that glorifies, you know, sex and drugs and that lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Revenge and all sorts of crazy stuff. And it is sin to worship these pastors as mm-hmm. well, these like mega church pastors um, and people sadly, and these false prophets, like this prophet Logan yeah. guy, that people defend and call him Papa, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's absolutely wild. And I see it so much yeah. in the church and it's just really heartbreaking because mm-hmm. I want to scream from the rooftops, like, stop what you're doing. But, you know, everyone has their own path. You know, yeah. um, in Revelation chapter three, when Jesus is uh, giving the rebuke for the lukewarm church, which I think um, many, many Christians are just lukewarm today. And um, one of the things that he says is that they're pitiful, poor, and blind, so they mm-hmm. can't see. And then he tells okay, yeah. and he tells them that buy salve, salve for your eyes so that you can see. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is, is that they're lukewarm and we've been comforted and, you know, like, I don't want to hammer on the evangelical churches, you know, right now, but and the the truth is, is that so many churches make it comfortable for Christians. They're not preaching gospel messages that are bringing them to mm-hmm. more holiness, or they're not, a, mm-hmm. or they are going through these series on, like you were just saying, like your best life. And it's so, <laughs> it's very carnal mm-hmm. and appealing to your flesh and to today. When, it's a TED Talk. Yeah, I it is. It's a TED talk, and and so many people go through cancer or some kind of tragedy, and they misunderstand what's happening because they haven't been equipped to walk with Jesus through this, you know, this trial, this difficulty. And mm-hmm. what do they do? They end up throwing away their faith, or they, you know, just fall into a complete useless, you know, place for the Lord or for the kingdom. And mm-hmm. and I think that there's going to be more of this happening as we move down the road. And the problem is, is that because they're not filling their life spiritually with Christ and with and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through their lives and, and walking with Him daily, they're, they have a void. And it's, mm-hmm. even though they're Christians, they have a void in their life. So then these other things become more appealing. So when Stephen Furtick gets up or Bill Johnson gets up or somebody gets up, they're, they're just hungry for it because they haven't received or lived mm-hmm. in that truth or that real stuff. 
it's the um it reminds they're itching, the itching ears. Yes, I was yes. just gonna say that. <laughs> it reminds me of the scripture. Um Second Timothy four, verse three and four. Um I just looked it up. It says for a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, mm-hmm. but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the midst. What mm-hmm. does that sound like right now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So many. And that's so um I a new one for me was okay so with the homeschool I'm I I'm a homeschool mom and there's within the community there's very um oh there it's definitely a spectrum but there's a a lot of christians that have like gone into this you know crunchy lifestyle which um I would consider myself semi um you know I try to be careful <laughs> and do things naturally but like um it's like almost an idol where it has gone way the other way. And now I'm hearing Christians doing shrooms and saying Reiki is okay. And, um, you know, the, the stonework because of the frequencies, it's not, you know, like it's not new age. It's actually, it. so there's no you, frequencies and stones. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think I was, that's where one of the pivotal things for me was just like when I was setting my stones out, cause it was a full moon and someone said that I needed to do this to recharge them. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like you can feel energy through them, but it's literally yeah. just the demons giving you sensations through them. So, the same with Reiki. So can Christians do Reiki? Like, should they? Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel so, like Mr. Miyagi, like you put your hands in, like rub your hands it's in. It's so, it's so real though. Like, I mean, yeah. I did it and it's very <laughs> tangible. Like in your hands, you can feel it. And I was getting the information about the chakras and where the blockages were and blah, blah, blah. But um, what God showed me on that is just that like Satan gives the issues and then he like takes them away. So like mm-hmm. if Satan is giving someone like extreme anxiety and tightness in their chest and spiritual warfare, like they're getting stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would be like, Oh, look at that. You're getting stabbed with an energetic knife. Let me just pull that out for you. <laughs> how, how ironic. And that would happen, you know? And I'd be like, Oh, it's from a past life. No, it's not. It's a demon basically just put it there. You yeah. know? Yeah. Everything in the in the spiritual realm is real. There's a reason it talks about like darts and arrows in the in the Bible. Like it's a real thing. Like yeah. Satan literally attacks us. We're in a war. We mm-hmm. need to have on the full armor of God at all times. And, and all so, out war. What'd you say? <laughs> all out war. Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's just it's just fascinating that people think that they can dabble in these things, mm-hmm. but like so, to to do Reiki, you have to open up. The, you basically have to be attuned to the mm-hmm. energy and you're basically making an agreement with the enemy that mm-hmm. I'm going to channel your dark energy and it's oh, so false light. The agreement is big because um, we unfortunately had um, a friend fall into Christ consciousness and then it just rapidly got worse until like he's talking to aliens now and he's more enlightened. So I can't, we can't say anything about it. Um, but he, he was, um, my husband was doing some business with him and he was saying like, Hey, I'm doing, I want to do Reiki over our website. Do you, can you, do you come in agreement with this? Like he, it was big. Like he needed my husband to agree. And he's just like, um, yeah, man. Like, and that's the, that's the funny thing. I had to have permission, Mm -hmm. um, 
to do anything and you had to get permission to do it on someone. So like I wasn't able to do a session on somebody without permission. Mm -hmm. I absolutely had to have their verbal mm -hmm. permission to be able to do. And that's something that they teach you in the Reiki training, which mm -hmm. is so funny because Satan needs that doorway opened and you, you know, yep. you need to be aware of it. And it's yeah. just, it's just fascinating. Like as a Christian looking back on it. Mm -hmm. um, so a few, few years ago, like, so after I, re I like woke up to the whole new age stuff and I like threw everything away. Um, like I even had, like I had, um, you know, Harry Potter movies and stuff for my kids. And um, so I threw all, like we went through our house and we're like, this feels, if this feels off, it's going, even if it didn't have a reason, you know? Um, so we trashed everything. Um <laughs> and that's what it, there's actually this pastor that I, um, uh, that I know of, but he, um, he t posted something about mocking people that do that. Um, hmm. and he's, he's far crazy, like cessation bar Calvinist. And he was just very like adamant, like this is, you know, bogus that any, anything would be dark attached to anything. And, um, and I was just like, you don't even know. Like, you don't know. Because <laughs> I, like, there's objects that definitely have, like, I feel it. Like, absolutely. Anyway. So I realized, because I, I was going back and forth of like, am I being dramatic? Am I not? But I have a conditioner that on the back it says infused with Reiki. What? Like a hair conditioner? Hair, <laughs> oh, wow. It has been the best conditioner. <laughs> like, hmm. Just pray over it. Here's what you do. Just pray over it. Rebuke it. Use it. You have freedom. <laughs> Look. Like witchcraft is everywhere, y'all. It's in my conditioner. All right. <laughs> That's insane. I used to, yeah, I used to sell crystal bracelets and necklaces mm -hmm. and like wire wrap them. Um, when I first got into it and yeah, I used to infuse everything with Reiki energy as well. <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't even know that was a thing until I read that. But, um, so I did want to, I don't know, Turner, if you have more, but I did have like my, my last question. Go ahead. Um, so I do know, especially in the homeschool situation of people that aren't Christians and they're, um, they're very, uh, very new age. Um, yeah. it's all about nature. It's all about these, there's ceremonies and, um, just weird things, but they, they believe that you can just opt out of it, opt out of the negative. Like you can just, um, <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I'm hearing a lot now is just like this world is going crazy and, you know, um, we're just going to opt out of it. And it's all about training your mind to be in this positivity mode. Um, when you were in new age, did you, I've always kind of thought of it as like a, a whack-a-mole kind of thing. There's always something you guys had to work for like a spiritual, like dealing with the darkness and there's always something mm -hmm. to work on. Did you, um, have peace in that when you were doing that work? Um, 
Yeah. So it's really funny, actually, like the new age, I call it kind of like a spiritual hierarchy system. And it's mm-hmm. almost like you're on this like hamster wheel mm-hmm. of like constantly trying to get somewhere, but like you're never going to get anywhere because there's always going to be something else to come up. Um, but I very much practice that. Like, you know, there's a belief that if, you know, your thoughts create your reality. So if you're thinking negative, then you're going to create negative. And so mm-hmm. that belief of, oh, well, I can just opt out of the negative. I'm not going to, you know, that's low vibration. I'm just not going to mm-hmm. be a part of it is very, very mixed into the new age. And, um, you know, my own personal experience with that is, I think I was kind of like left alone a little bit by the enemy because I was doing his bidding when Mm -hmm. I was in the new age. Um, You know, I had a false sense of security and peace because I thought I was going to reincarnate. You know, I was pretty clear on all my past lives. I believed I was this angel. I knew exactly where I was going and with my like ascension. um, I taught like I was a quantum ascension expert basically. (laughs) So I taught people how to like spiritually ascend and how to activate their Merkaba shield and all this garbage. Um, and all, like I said, again, very tangible stuff, but, um, he really left me alone, especially in like the, the last probably like six months of mm-hmm. my walk, the beginning, it was very like, he had to get me hooked. Mm-hmm. I had to get hooked in. So it was like, I'd get a little further and I'd feel like this bliss moment of peace. And then I'd come crashing down and then I'd have to chase it more. And it's like, uh, you're chasing like a spirit, like a, like a drug high, but it's like the spiritual Mm -hmm. high. Mm -hmm. You're constantly chasing it. You're constantly chasing it. And now that I'm actually saying that, I mean, I see that in the church too, because Mm -hmm. people, you know, are chasing this feeling, this emotion, this like, Oh, God's presence and his glory. And, you know, they're just chasing that feeling and they're, they'd rather have that feeling than truth. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of the same in the new age, I had this blissful peace and then it would go away. Then I had this blissful peace and then it would go away and it kept me kind of on that loop. But at the end, I definitely was left alone. I think he thought that he had me mm-hmm. and um, everything was going great in my life. I had tons of money. I was making like 20 grand a month and mm-hmm. I had more money than I knew what to do with. Now I barely scrape together enough to pay bills. <laughs> it's just like such a, um, a complete pivot and I'm just so much happier and I'm at peace because I know where I'm going to, I know where I'm going to go when I die. And I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to spend forever with Jesus in, in heaven. And, um, I don't have any fear anymore. Whereas when I was in the new age, I was constantly, um, like I knew, I thought I knew that I was just going to reincarnate, but mm-hmm. there was this unsettled feeling. I would always try to channel questions about myself and I would never get answers. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I could never get answers for me, but mm-hmm. I could always get them for like other people. But now since coming to the Lord, it's like anything that he gives me clarity on is always for me. Mm-hmm. So like, why would the enemy like torment you like that? And it's because he, like your pain is his joy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He wants you to be in pain. He wants you to be trapped and mm-hmm. to think that you have to keep going down that path more and more and more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really, it's just a fascinating, um, I guess, duality of like the complete contrast of what my life looked like before to now. Yeah. There's a, there's like a, it's a fake peace, fake freedom that you had those last mm-hmm. six months. And now you have the real peace and real freedom. Yeah. It, it's um, so different. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I was gonna just—I think probably like we could end on on 
any suggestions for people that might be involved in the new age that maybe they've been listening to this over the last hour and a half and they're thinking, man, I, this is what I do, or I believe that, um, what's a good resource or a good next step that you could point them to? Obviously I would say follow you on Instagram and get to know you on social media. Obviously you're probably getting a tons of, ton of DMS. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's like getting to the point now, like I used to try and just say message me, but I mean, <laughs> I, I can't do that anymore. Like full time because it's, it's a full time job. And so discipling people and like going back and forth. So, yeah. um, you know, I have, I was coaching when I was in the new age, obviously for the enemy, but I did recently take like a Christian life coaching certification to be able to, um, like the Lord really guided me to that so that I'd have like a biblical foundation. Um, so I'd be able to, I guess, have, uh, sessions with people to kind of guide them. But mm -hmm. I, it's not something that I'm going to be like charging for, but I'm going to be doing kind of like on a donation basis so that if people want to mm -hmm. donate to my ministry and book a call with me, then they can, because I just physically, like, you know, you got to eat. But if people, you know, if they need resources and they don't have money, then I do have a group where they can be part of a telegram group. Um, it's for women only though. My husband and I did start a co-ed one. So if there are any men that are listening that are leaving the new age or if they know someone, we do have a co-ed group. It's not as active as my women only one, but my husband and I are both in there and can help guide and um, just give them a little bit of the discipleship that you need. What I'm seeing a lot of sadly is that people leave the new age and they're like, yeah, I have church hurt. So, you know, I went to church when I was little, so I'm not going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Like I understand everything I'm doing is against God, but there's no way I'm going to be part of a church. And they don't realize the importance of being part of the body and getting, mm -hmm. you know, the guidance from wise counsel and having people actually disciple you in truth because the enemy is going to be waiting to plant lies. And he doesn't just, you know, it's not just new age, like we've kind of talked about and Christianity. It's like new age. And then like Christianity, like truth is on the like far opposite side. But then also there is the Christianity that's polluted with lies. Like we talked about like Bethel church and like these false gospels and false doctrines. And a lot of people are sadly getting caught up in that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not ready to go to church, please like reach out. If you, you know, don't have any money to donate and you don't want to do a one-on-one -on -one call, then please just ask to join the the Telegram group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, either one. Um, we'll put those links in the show notes. Um, yeah. Can, so I don't actually, I don't actually get the links publicly because I like to chat with people first. Okay. But okay. they can just send me a message on Instagram and let me know that they'd like to join. And uh, I always get back to those messages. It's just mm -hmm. I was getting like like 12, 15 voice notes and yeah. um, big yeah. novels written to me. And like I try yeah. to write back every single person. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the Lord kind of guides me to the people I need to write back right away. I've noticed, mm -hmm. though. So you wouldn't believe how many people I've walked through salvation. It's just been like such a beautiful That's awesome. experience. I love that. Um, the one thing, though, um, that I do have is a resource that I can share. Um, I've been working on a course. Um the four Christians, it's not really for new agers, but it's for Christians uh, mm -hmm. called discerning deception. And I'm working yeah. on it for a few months and I thought it was going to be ready September 1st, but there's just so much that's going into it. I keep kind of having to move the date, but, mm -hmm. um, it's basically just explaining like where this deception comes in and so that they can recognize the new age practices when they see it, especially mm -hmm. in the church. But I do have some questions that, um, 
I've kind of come up with that can help either people that are Christian who are dabbling in the new age. So I have a series of questions for people that are Christian who are dabbling in the new age. And then I also have a series of questions for people who have zero Christian background that are dabbling in the new age Mm -hmm. to kind of help them, I guess, understand or question like, you know, when you're dealing with someone in the new age, like you said about your friend, he believes that he's enlightened and, and you, you know, what you have to say doesn't really matter. Sadly, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. So the only way to really minister to somebody who is deceived in that way is to make them question their belief and their truth. And the only way to really do that is to, um, ask them questions that are going to kind of get them there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the questions is like, how do you know that the person that the psychic that you're seeing, like for someone who's maybe just going to a psychic Mm -hmm. is how can they guarantee and what assurances can they give you that who they're speaking with is actually who they're speaking with? Hmm. And how do you know that the psych, that the, uh, the spirit that you're channeling, how can you know for sure hundred percent that they are not using you for their own purposes mm-hmm. and questions like that. And like, I've noticed that that really gets people thinking and helps yeah. to break people out of that thought process. Because mm-hmm. if you don't get them thinking about it, they're just going to continue thinking that they already know better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been working on resources uh, for that. I just don't have them ready yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 working on it. I'm trying to get awesome. I'm trying to get it together. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I saw that you also have um, some apparel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Last at the end of 2022, um, I was really just feeling like my husband and I kind of talked about it and I was like, we should like do some embroidery because like I love embroidered things. They are always just look so much classier and mm-hmm. nicer than, you know, just the, the screen print things. So I was like, I want to do some embroidery and some like Christian stuff to, for the people that are, you know, it was originally just for people that are like newly saved. I kind of thought, but then we expanded on it and created more designs and we're launching a bunch more designs, but Sweet. we do, okay. uh, crew neck sweaters and we'll be doing some hoodies and t-shirts and stuff in the fall as well. Cool. We'll, we'll link that to what, what's it yeah. called? Um, it's called Christ adorned co. Okay. okay. Um, adorned by Christ. That's mm-hmm. what we have when we're given the gift of the Holy spirit, you Amen. know, so mm-hmm. it's fitting. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. I would say too, um, you know, I, I want to encourage all of our listeners to not only to yeah go buy some shirts and stuff like that, uh, help help me and her husband out, but uh, but also too, I w- um, we have had uh, as a guest a couple times Marcia Montenegro, and she has a website called Christian Answers for the New Age, and a um, mm. lot of great resources connected to that as well. Um, but when you get that stuff finished, let me know because I would love to yeah. let our listeners you know make it you know something that they could have that it would be made available for them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that like, I so much appreciate the, the wisdom that I have seen from you, um, in this and before this. And I know like it, it's all God. It all comes from God Mm -hmm. from, for being, you know, what, what pe- most people would call it like a baby Christian being in a year into this, yeah. the, the wisdom I see from you is just astounding. And I see it. I know it because of 
how humble you have kept yourself. Mm-hmm. Like that is where it's at, is the humility. And it's refreshing. I just have to say, it's just refreshing and um, inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. I honestly, I think like for me that like the new age, like is all about self-glorification. Mm-hmm. And my big thing is that I want to walk in obedience to the Lord and be surrendered mm-hmm. to his plan for my life. And that everything is, is for his glory. And mm-hmm. everybody had this question um, in the new age, the most popular question I got for psychic readings, everybody messaged me. This mm-hmm. is what they wanted to know. What is my purpose? Hmm. And you know, your purpose is black and white. It's glorify the mm-hmm. God who created you. Give your life to him, serve him. He wants you to spend eternity with him, but you have to choose him, you mm-hmm. know, and he's right there and he's waiting. And I just didn't see it until I was blessed to have that veil pulled off. But mm-hmm. um, it's just such it's such a blessing to be saved and to be on the other side of it and just to be adopted into his kingdom. And mm-hmm. so everything is for him. Everything's for his glory. Absolutely mm-hmm. everything. And I just laid my life down and um, I just don't even think of it in that way. It's just like, what else mm-hmm. would I do? Like I can't even <laughs> fathom doing it differently because I just love mm-hmm. him so much. And yeah. my husband and I both do like, we just, we just feel so blessed and, we just pray together and we can read the Bible together. We have the same views on, you know, theology and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, God is so good. He is so faithful. And if there are new agers listening, please take a second to question what you're doing because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not what you think it is. The Bible says that the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. It also says that he is the father of lies and that he is, you know, like uh, seeking to devour and he's that roaring lion, I think, or Mm -hmm. prowling lion seeking to devour. Mm -hmm. That's him. He's constantly going to try and deceive. He's constantly going to try and confuse. He's the father of, you know, the author of confusion. And um, I just think that it's really important, especially people that may be Christian that are like going to be triggered by a lot of this episode um, that might be dabbling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not the way the truth and the life. It's not what Jesus taught. And it is the divination practices of, you know, both the Old and New Testament that are touched on. So it's just really important to be discerning, to ask for discernment if you don't already see the issues with these things in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really wanted to make sure that that got across because it's all too common to just be complacent with your life Mm -hmm. and to be content with how you're living, the choices that you're making, um, the sin that you're comfortable in and think, well, I have freedom in Christ. So I'm just going to keep doing that. But you know, if you're comfortably sinning and you're willfully sinning against God, then I would really consider like asking you, like, are you, do you truly know that you're saved? Are you 100% assured in where you're going when you die? Or do you just believe it because you go to church every few Sundays or you're a raised Christian? Like, have you confessed your faith for Jesus? Have you, have you willingly laid your life down to him? if you haven't, like you really need to take a long, hard look at your life and the choices that you're making, because, you know, the road is narrow that Mm -hmm. that leads to heaven and the way is wide that leads to destruction. So Mm -hmm. I want to touch on that because I think there's a lot of false salvation out there as well. And Mm -hmm. if you're Christian and you're dabbling, um, the Lord doesn't want you to be, so he's calling you back. Just you need to listen to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said. That's awesome. (laughs) So good. 
we're going to definitely put all the links to the stuff that people can connect with you in. And uh, Mia, I'm just so grateful that uh, God has done what he's done in your life and um, just looking forward to what he has in store for you. And uh, I really appreciate you spending time with us and sharing your story and um, and just the yeah. wisdom. I, The one one small thing I was concerned about was that you are a new believer. And I didn't find that out until after I had already contacted you. So then I was like, well, I can't back out. I'm not going to do that. And, uh, you know, but just, you said it perfectly. I mean, there's just, you have Holy Spirit wisdom. Like the, mm -hmm. it's evident that you have spent time with God and in his word. And I just want to encourage you, you know, don't ever let up on that. And um, I just really appreciate that, that, aspect of what you bring mm -hmm. you know on because i know you through instagram and this is the first time we've ever spoken you know face to face via skype here but um so i just really appreciate that about you and so um and yeah. and you're welcome back anytime if you have something Thank that you. you see <laughs> that maybe we're missing you know or something that is affecting the church obviously we we always are trying to keep our pulse on things that are dangerous for Christians that they seem to be falling into and just kind of point them out and expose them. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so. I feel like there's a lot of things that we like lightly touched on that we probably could have gone a lot deeper oh, into man. as well. A whole other episode. I know. <laughs> In my notes. Up, yeah, you guys want to chat about like I'm super happy to come back. This has been a really great conversation. Yeah. Um, it's been awesome hanging out with you guys and. Just thank you for your ministry and everything that you guys are doing because it's so needed. It's mm -hmm. so necessary. And the Lord is just working through you guys in such a huge way. And it's really evident. Um, I didn't know your podcast existed until you reached out to me and just listening <laughs> to your episode. It's just so important. I think, you know, that's kind of how it is. Like the, the Internet's a big place. And <laughs> there's so many podcasts. There's so many people out there. And. I've tried to listen to a lot of podcasts and they're not good. And no. <laughs> yours is just so biblically grounded and uh, well-balanced. And I just, I'm really thankful for that. So yeah, keep doing what you guys are doing too. It's been so great. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have people that are follow us on Instagram that have never heard an episode and that makes me laugh so hard because I'm like... <laughs> I need to go listen. I know. Didn't yeah. know you had a podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyways, well, Mia, thanks. Hey, stay on. We're gonna we're gonna cut the recording yeah, here, totally. but stay on because there's a couple things I wanted to um, just briefly go over with you. But um, and uh, we will hopefully we'll get you back on again sometime and in, uh, in the future. And um, we do appreciate you once again. Awesome. Thank you thanks so much for having me. <laughs> we'll catch you next time on All I War. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWCast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.